Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. So glad that you could be with me this time. I'm uh, titling my little talk today, Two Pauls, Two Churches, One Gospel. The Apostle Paul started a lot of different churches. One of them was in a region called Colossae in uh, Europe. This was 2,000 years ago. Obviously, my name is Paul, and you're a part of a church that I get to be with occasionally when you come and listen. Church is not a building. Uh, Church is a group of people, any group of people who get together and hear from God in various different forms. And what we hear is the good news. So two Pauls, two churches, but only one gospel. And you'll see what I'm getting at uh, when I refer to that. I'm going to take just a few verses at the beginning of a letter that Paul wrote to this church in Colossae. We call it in the Bible, the book of Colossians. Now, while I very much appreciate the Bible and there are wonderful things uh, in it. I no longer worship it as a fourth member of the Trinity as I used to in my religious days, but there are wonderful things that uh, the Holy Spirit of Christ, grace in us, reveals to us through Scripture. So here's what Paul wrote to the church, and it's very much true for us today. He said, my name is Paul. My colleague Timothy and I are together in this mission ordained by the purpose of God representing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Now, he wasn't ordained by a religious organization. God came to him, spoke to him personally, and said, here's what I want you to do. And he did it. All right, here's what he says in the next verse. We greet you with grace, which is the blessing of God's favor and friendship and honor. We greet you who are in this church in Colossae as saints and friends included in Christ. God is our Father, and Jesus Christ is our Master. And I just want to say to you all, whether you knew this or not, ever heard this before, believe it or can even comprehend it, you two are saints. The word saint simply means someone set aside by God to be in relationship with God. And that's very special, but it's not out of the ordinary, because that's true of everyone. Just we don't all know that. But now you know that. Paul, who's writing from some miles away, says, hey, we pray for you all. And every time we pray for you, we thank God for you. I do that too. I pray for you guys who hear and listen to my podcast and my teaching, many of whom I don't realize that you're watching because You know, I never find out who you are. Some of you have gotten to know, but I do uh, pray for you all. And I do like Paul did. I thank God for you. Paul goes on to say, together with our Lord Jesus Christ, we enjoy a common origin in the Father. 
And that's true of every one of you who are listening or watching right now and me. We enjoy a common origin in the Father, God. We all have the same spiritual DNA. God is the Father of everyone, no exclusions. That's not my opinion. This is, uh, that's all over the New Testament. Paul says in verse 4, the reports of your belief in Christ Jesus and your love for every devoted follower inspires us. Now, here's one of the places where we need to, uh, well, we don't need to, uh, but I found it's very encouraging to find out what was actually written. Of course, we don't have the original letters that uh, Paul wrote. We have manuscripts dating to within 100 years of when he wrote them. These are copies that have been copied, that have been copied, that have been copied. And in those copies, they differ. They're not all exactly right. So we don't have the exact original thing that was written in any document of scripture. But this translation, and it's a good one, says every devoted follower. Well, guess what words are not there? (laughs) Every devoted follower. (laughs) They're just not there. That's been added by a translator who had a uh, theological bent wanting us to think that uh, these words were only for those of us who are followers of Christ and devoted followers of Christ, whatever that means in somebody's opinion. Unless you think those words are not for you, they're not because the words are not in the, in the text. All right. He goes on to say, and this, this is fascinating to me, heaven, the spiritual realm, is the limitless reservoir of your expectation. Heaven, the spiritual realm, is the limitless reservoir of your expectation. And many times that word expectation is translated as hope. I like better the word uh, expectation. The spiritual realm, or heaven, it's not some place in the sweet by and by where we'll fly away to. I like that song, but the, the uh, theology is not good. The spiritual realm is here and now. And you know where it is? I'll wait. It's in you. It's in you. I mean, Jesus said that point blank to a bunch of people who hated him, uh, who didn't like him, who thought he was a fraud, were anything but Christians. He, there weren't any Christians then, but he, he said, you know where the kingdom of God is? They asked him. He said, the kingdom of God is in you right now. Heaven, the spiritual realm, is in you right now, and it is the limitless reservoir of your expectation or your hope. Most of us don't realize that the spiritual realm, heaven, is not for some time in the future. It's here right now. And as Jesus prayed in what we call the Lord's Prayer, he said, Father, Your will, heaven, be on earth as it is in heaven right now. And it is. We're just not aware of it. We can tap into it. We can live into it. We can see it when we understand this revelation. He goes on to say, the announcement of the goodness of God is not far-fetched or too good to be true. The word you heard is absolutely true. Well, what is the word that Paul originally gave to the Colossians? He calls it the gospel of grace the good news of grace. And he wants to make sure that that's what we're talking about, not some perverted version of the gospel. He goes on to say in verse six, this word resonates within you and its appeal is prevailing in the whole world. Another translation says, the harvest is evident everywhere and gaining ground 
It's also witnessed in your own experience from the moment you heard and understood the true implication and the relevance of his grace. I'll say that again. The harvest is evident everywhere, and gaining ground is also witnessed in your own experience from the moment you heard and understood the true implication and the relevance of his grace. And we're all hearing that and coming to that conclusion now. Another version says, this is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it has changed you. Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. And folks, there are different words that we hear thrown around uh, today. One, a good one is a tipping point. We're at a tipping point in the world today, a tsunami, a groundswell. You can call it whatever you want, but boy, I see it. And so do so do many of you, so do my, many of my friends. All around the world today, there's this absolute wonderful message that's being spread everywhere, powerfully changing people's hearts. And the message is, God is good. God is not like we were taught in religion. God is pure goodness for you and for everyone. God is pure light with no trace of darkness. God is perfect love, and perfect love casts out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. God is good grace, pure light, pure unconditional love for everyone. That's the wonderful message that people are getting all over this world, and we're all going, whoa, that's different than what I was taught in a religious setting. Well, yes, it is. And it's good news, not like what we (laughs) may have heard before in other settings. All right, going on in verse 7. Paul says, your experience is consistent with the teaching that you received from our dear co-worker, Epaphras. He's passionate about your well-being in Christ. And Epaphras is the guy who actually started that church. He says, this guy told us how much you love us in the spirit. Our spirit, folks, it's the imagination of God in us. We can imagine in our mind loving specific people, just as I imagine loving you all, whom I I don't even know. I don't know what you look like. I don't know where you are. Most of you, some of you do. I do, but, uh, you know, I don't know who's listening at this very moment, but I can imagine loving you, and I can imagine how I feel about you, and I can imagine how you feel about me. And we can actually do that with people we do know who we might not get along with really well. And it will change how we act, how we feel, and how they do. We can actually do that with people from our past in past situations that we didn't think were good situations. We can go back. Our mind is so powerful. Our mind is where our imagination is. Our imagination is the mind of Christ in us. And we can go back and visualize a situation that we were in with somebody and visualize that person as who they really are in God's eyes and us as who we really are and literally love that person, forgive that person, be forgiven by that person in our imagination. And it takes hold of our mind. We don't ignore a bad situation that may have happened in the past, but we can change how we feel about the person in the past. That's for another teaching, but my friend Mike Popovich does a great job in teaching about that. All right, verse nine, Paul says, we have become 
inseparably linked to you. Our constant desire for you is that you might be overwhelmed with the knowledge of God's dream for your life. And I feel that way about you guys. And many of you all feel that way about other people in your lives. And separately linked to you, even though we might even live in different countries, different parts of our country, even though we may never even know who each other are, we become inseparably linked to you. Our constant desire for you is that you might be overwhelmed with the knowledge of God's dream for your lives. And whatever God's dream is for your life, he puts that dream in your heart and he delights to give you the desire of your heart. Paul says, we pray that the pattern of his wisdom and thoughts will fall into place for you in all spiritual understanding. Then verse nine, another translation of verse nine. He says, since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. (laughs) Man, can you believe that? You are reservoirs, reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. You have the mind of Christ. You have the wisdom of God. You may not feel like it, may not realize that, but it's actually true reality. It's objectively true. And when we come to understand that and believe that, then we can live that out. And that's when things get really good. All right. In those 13 minutes that I just talked to you, nine verses from the first chapter of Colossae, here are some things that are true about you that you may not have known. Now, you don't have to believe this for it to be true. It's true. It's objectively true, whether you believe it or not. But when you subjectively do believe what you just heard is already true about you, then things start to go really well. Here are the things. You have grace, peace, and love, favor, friendship, and honor from God. That's yours, given to you, bestowed by God. You are a saint. God calls you a saint. He has set you apart to have a relationship with him. You have a common origin, a common spiritual DNA with the Trinity, with Papa and Jesus and grace. You have heaven in you, the spiritual realm, the unseen spiritual realm of all eternity, the kingdom of God, the limitless kingdom of God, the reservoir of all there is, is in you. And you can expect that to be true. The word of God, Jesus himself, is in you and resonates with your spirit. You have experienced hearing and understanding grace. Just right now, today. Man, the total cosmos, the total cosmos is yours in advance. By that, I mean all the spiritual treasures that there are in the heavenly realms have already been deposited in your account in advance. Your heart is being powerfully, powerfully, powerfully changed as we visit right here. You are becoming all the wonderful things that God has already planned for you. 
And you can, as a result of all this, you can just be overwhelmed in a wonderful way by the knowledge and the understanding of God's dream for your life. And again, the dreams that you have in your heart, the things that maybe you've quit dreaming about in your age or your uh, situations, they're there somewhere and God wants to draw them out and he delights in giving you the desires of your heart. And he will reveal those to you. And when we learn how to envision that, to delightfully expect effortless manifestation of God bringing about those desires of our life, relationships, family situations, career, health, all kinds of different things. When we start to realize that God delights in manifesting those for us, we start to see them happen. Now, in the 17 minutes that we've talked now, I've given you a lot. I've given you a drink through a fire hose. I want you to know those things that we talked about that are already true for you. And I want you to to start to grasp, if you haven't already, that no matter what you've heard about Scripture, maybe you didn't understand it before, maybe you realize there are contradictions in it, maybe you know there are some horrible things in it. Yeah, uh, that's true. And I can explain to you at least my understanding of uh, what all that is. But the important thing that I want you to know is the Holy Spirit in you, Christ in you, who is the living Word of God, can take wonderful things that people like the Apostle Paul have written and explain them to you and show you what's true for you today. And it's wonderful, good news. There's nothing bad in it, nothing dark in it. It's all wonderful, good news. As a matter of fact, when you read scripture or hear somebody teach scripture and there's something dark in what you hear, something that's not good, something that excludes some people, something that says God is full of wrath and wants to punish you and torture you and that you're separate from God. None of those things are true. You may be seeing that from the way some scripture has been written or translated, but we have the ability now to know and understand why those things are not true, whether it's a bad translation or there are all kinds of different things. But I I want you to know, the Holy Spirit in you will reveal good news to you from Scripture and from all kinds of other sources too. Do you have to have Scripture to have a relationship with God to know Jesus? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The teacher, the the Spirit of Christ, grace in you, the Spirit of truth, will teach you all things. Sometimes grace in you, the Holy Spirit, teaches you through nature, through music, through art, through the arts, you know, through theater, books, different things like that, through other people, through relationships, through all sorts of things. Scripture is one source, but not the source. The source is God who is in you, who loves you unconditionally, who is totally good, who is pure light with no trace of darkness, who is absolutely for you, and is madly in love with you. As far as I'm concerned, that's good news. Hope you think so too. Thanks for joining me. Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.